to be with you on a Wednesday, August 4th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley, and we got a lot to talk about because Quinn Ewers is on his way to Ohio State. Buckeyes starting practice today. We got some great Olympic headlines to talk about, and I'm excited to share with you the faith portion of the podcast at the end. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to read it, love to see and hear what you think of our content, and I hope you'll tell your friends about it too as we're finally getting into the meat of the football season, high school, college, pro. It's going to be a lot of fun. Browns should be good. Bengals should be a lot better. And uh, the Buckeyes, of course, are going to be fantastic, as they seemingly always are. And they're going to be eminently interesting with the Texas five-star gunslinger Quinn Ewers enrolling probably late next week, I would say. It's probably when Quinn Ewers will show up. Hopefully you will show up on the website of HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, and hopefully you have shown up on it. Hopefully you are a repeat customer and you're enjoying awesome Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee at all hours of the day, most likely in the morning. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I know that they appreciate your business. I appreciate it too because that justifies their continued sponsorship of the podcast and so, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And don't forget to use the promo code WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps. WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps to get you 15% off. That is the way that you can sample the product and learn what everybody else has learned that it is amazing, that it is well worth your time, and that the taste is phenomenal as they bring you handpicked beans from around the world and further ministry efforts in countries like Indonesia, Nicaragua, Thailand, and Ethiopia. Okay, it's official. We thought that it might happen. I guess I sort of had about a 40% thought in my head that Quinn Ewers would not leave South Lake Carroll High School in Texas to come to Ohio State, just because while there's a lot of money for him to be made this year, um, there's a lot he's giving up. I mean, would you want to be big man on campus at a 6A school in Texas hang out with your buddies, win a state championship. That's all worth a lot. But also, he just sort of uh, really <laughs> had this ideal positioning on the uh, Excel spreadsheet of future Ohio State quarterbacks if he had enrolled in January. So whoever starts this year, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, would have done their thing. Quinn Ewers could have come in. He would have had all spring ball, summer, fall camp to make a run at being the starter. If he didn't win it, okay. Uh, most likely it's going to be Stroud. So Stroud, what do we? What kind of year do we think C.J. Stroud's going to have? Like a great year, right? Or if it's Kyle McCord, he's going to have a, whoever's the quarterback's going to have a great year. Their offensive line is <laughs> super super stout. They have upgraded. Uh, at the running back position with some freshmen, and I think Master Teague's going to be phenomenal. Nobody has a deeper wide receiving core. They have an outstanding tight end in Jeremy Ruckert. Don't sleep on Cade Stover either. The defense, I mean, it's going to be good. Uh, big questions in the secondary, uh, but they'll be good. They're going to get to the playoff. And so whoever the quarterback is this year, even if Quinn Ewers didn't beat him out in the fall of 2022, all right, he's going to sit that year, and in 2023, he's probably going to win the job. But now that he's coming now, he has advanced his eligibility clock to the exact same clock as the other three freshmen in the quarterback room, and that makes it a mess 
for Ryan Day to manage. There is, I mean, I can't envision a way that all four of those guys stay at Ohio State and don't transfer out. I honestly, if I had to say right now, like how many of the four will end up finishing their career as Ohio State Buckeyes? What would you say? You'd say one, right? Because you're smart. You know that five stars and four stars like Quinn Ewers, Kyle McCord, C.J. Stroud was a five-star with some people. Uh, Miller was trending to being, Jack Miller was trending to be a five-star. Then he had some injuries, but Jack Miller was the first one to sign. And they were thrilled when they got Jack Miller. So, um, but none of them are going to, I mean, like, none of them are going to stay, right? Like, don't we think Jack Miller is going to go back home if he can't start here? C.J. Stroud's from California. What's keeping him here? Kyle McCord's from Pennsylvania. We think James Franklin won't be whispering in his ear? Uh, or Pitt? Or anyplace else? Quinn Ewers is from Texas. You think A&M or Texas would like to have Quinn Ewers? So, this is the, this is the bed you make when you seek nothing but the very, 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 very best. I have been an advocate for a long time of taking a program quarterback. What do I mean by a program quarterback? A program quarterback would be like, who was the kid from Penn State that was from Cincinnati? Sean Clifford? Um, There are always pretty good quarterbacks in the state of Ohio. Danny Clark, years ago from Hoban, was a kid who had an OSU tattoo and, you know, committed to OSU when he was like, a I don't know, freshman, eighth grader, something like that. And then, oh, Urban saw, ooh, Tate Martell might come here. Oh, Tate Martell, Tate Martell. Urban was... Very enamored with Tate Martell, which seems funny now, right? Little tiny Tate Martell, so captivated Urban Meyer. Remember when Ohio State fans were clamoring for a Tate Martell package? <laughs> when they had Dwayne Haskins? Yes, well, there's no, uh, no satisfying Buckeye fans. So uh, anyway, I just think, I think three of these guys are going to leave. And the problem is when you have three of them leave, the other guy who's left could get hurt. There's no guarantee you'll get. So so who's going to come to fortify your quarterback room? Young kids and and guys who aren't playing elsewhere or who just want to come. Like maybe they've started elsewhere, but now like, you know, like Joey Brunk on the basketball team. Joey Brunk's played at IU. They didn't recognize the things, uh, I'm sure, career objective-wise that Joey Brunk had in his mind, NCAA titles. Uh, Big Ten titles. So now Joey Brunk in his last go-around, he's like, hey, Chris Holtman recruited me. I'm going to go play for Chris Holtman. Maybe we'll win the Big Ten. Maybe we'll win, you know, get to the Final Four. Those kinds of quarterbacks are going to come. Yeah, I've started here, but, uh, you know, it's no. uh, they brought in a hotshot freshman. They're going to go with him. and So I'll just go to Ohio State, and I'll be like the veteran backup. And that's okay. Ohio State's always going to be good enough that they can win pretty much with any quarterback who's reasonably competent. But... Matthew Baldwin was here. Tate Martell was here. Joe Burrow was here. They're gone. So, I mean, the past is the best way to portend the future. My guess is three of these four guys will not finish here. But don't stress because whoever does finish here will be very, very good. So the one thing that would bother me about Quinn Ewers, I'm going to go to a name in the Wayback Machine, okay? Quinn Ewers has this huge arm and this huge reputation. And that's not his fault. That's great. Like we 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 uh, elevate guys like this. We stress uh, we stress you know the potential of guys like this. And uh, I never met Quinn Ewers. I don't know anything about him. So I'm only allowed to go off what I do know, right? So what do I know? I well, see a blonde mullet, 
He's got a big right arm, and he wants to play for money this year. Now, his father said that the reason they're coming, I think everybody knows the reason they're coming is because the Texas High School Association will not allow Quinn Ewers to make money this year off his name, image, and likeness as a high school senior. And his father's quote was, we don't want Quinn to be a martyr for those who come after him. In other words, Quinn goes through this year. He doesn't get paid. Uh, there's a kombucha company in Texas, holy kombucha, that wants to give Quinn Ewers an equity position in the company because apparently Quinn Ewers' mom had, I believe, cancer, and she's a big believer in uh you know, that holistic, uh, maybe not holistic, but she's a big believer in the kombucha as a, as a gut health, okay? And so they want to partner with the Ewers family, which is fine. Good for him. I'm a capitalist. Love it. Texas High School Athletic Association says, no, can't do it. Got to wait till you're in college to make money off your name, image, and likeness. And Quinn Ewers' dad says, we don't want Quinn to be a martyr. In other words, he goes through this year. He doesn't make any money. Texas changes its rules next year. And... Quinn Ewers didn't get any money, and his father looks at him as a martyr. Not the greatest choice of words. People Martyrs are people who die from religious persecution. Quinn Ewers is not going to, you know, suffer anything but financial loss if he can't make money this year. And it's funny to me that we look at this as this gigantic injustice, as if rules that have been in place forever no longer apply. Well, college kids are making money, so why can't I make money? Well, because maybe we just don't want to start introducing that headache. Could be that the Texas High School Athletic Association and the Ohio High School Athletic Association, by the way, in Ohio, you can't make money off your name, image, and likeness as a high school player. They just don't want the headache, don't have the staff to police name, image, and likeness. Don't think it's good for kids to be making money. Think it's going to introduce all kinds of headaches for their coaches. It's one thing for Ryan Day to have the headache of managing four alpha male quarterbacks. Ryan Day's paid multiple millions of dollars a year. If you add one more headache to Ryan Day's to-do list, okay, well, he's well compensated for it. A high school coach isn't well compensated for that. Certainly not in Ohio. I mean, I don't know what South Lake Carroll's coach makes. Probably a pretty good change. but. You know, an Ohio high school coach, he gets like a stipend of like two grand to coach high school football. You want him worrying about how much his quarterback is making off the local bowling alley and whether there are jealousies on the team because the quarterback's making more than the linebacker or more than the running back. Like, I don't think that's fair to the coaches. I don't think it's good for the kids to have all that money because what are kids in high school going to do with the money? Are their parents going to take it from them? Are they going to manage it? Are they going to like, you know, a lot of bad things can happen. What kind of an allowance do you give your son or daughter? Do you make them work uh, to have their walking around money for cell phone stuff like that? So this concept that like, well, college kids can make money off their name, image, and likeness. High school kids ought to too. And if they can't, they're a martyr. I just disagree with that philosophy. And I, so I, I don't think it's, I'm not comfortable. Let's put it that way. I'm not comfortable with the mindset of viewing yourself as a martyr because you have to obey rules that have been in place for a long time. Now, Spiels and I, when we hosted the podcast together, we both talked many times about how we have an innate uh, rule follower mindset. 
That's the rule? Okay. We both had very, um, um, we both had fathers who were disciplinarians. What Sonny Spielman said, what Gaylor Hooley said, that was the law in our house. And so I don't have a problem acceding to authority. That's the rule? Okay. My life goes better if I obey the rule. I don't question every rule. Quinn Ewers thinks it's unfair that he can't make money. So he's coming to Ohio State to make money. Now he's coming to Ohio State to play football too. But would he be coming if he couldn't make money? No, he wouldn't. So I don't know that I'm, in fact, I do know, I'm not comfortable with a guy coming here only because he's here to make money. Now he'll probably make enough money that his family can move here with him and uh, he'll have a support system in place. I hope he does. He's going to need it because he's getting thrown into the deep end of the pool with all the demands and uh, attention and fear that are going to be around him. I, I certainly don't think it would be ideal for him to come to Columbus, Ohio by himself and have his pockets full of cash. Maybe his parents will make it so that his pockets aren't full of cash. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of managing this situation that will fall upon Quinn Ewer's family, Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, some graduate assistant who probably will be given Quinn Ewers as uh, his babysitting protege. So, you know, we all get excited as fans about, hey, another five-star and a right arm and woo-hoo. This is not an uncomplicated process here. It's not an uncomplicated process. And only a small fraction of that process is managing the four egos of those quarterbacks and keeping them happy. So that's what I see. And those are things that would concern me if I'm Ryan Day is where's this guy going to live? Who's he living with? Are his parents here watching out for him, keeping an eye on him? Do I have to devote a staff member to that? Um, who's trying to get next to him? I mean, let's be real here. I mean, I know it's a faith-oriented podcast, but young men have uh, urges and desires. And we had a situation, what, a couple months ago where there was a story out about this grown woman from Northeast Ohio who was a massage therapist and she's coming down to Ohio State and she's giving free massages and she forges a mm -hmm, quote-unquote relationship with a couple players. How many different ways can that go bad? Uh, she did not allege any sexual assault. Those kinds of things can happen where uh, people prey upon the naivete of others and uh, allegations can be ugly, even if untrue. So I'm outlining a field full of minds, M-I-N-E-S, into which all of these players, not just Quinn Ewers, all of these players are now venturing with money, with influence, with allure, and with a lot of people out there who have intentions that may not be pure. So what a horizon lies in front of us with all sorts of complications. And again, I've said before, name, image, and likeness is the right thing, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a good thing. Okay, a reminder, if you want good representation legally, then you better get represented by Willis Spangler Starling and their fine team of attorneys and partners and associates. They are on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, 
just north of Mill Run. They'll do a fantastic job for you. They do a fantastic job for me. They make the law easy to understand. I have been repped by them for quite some time, and I can say that they are fantastic in every way. Wills and estate planning, personal injury, social security disability, employment law, all those areas of the law and many others um, dovetail and intersect with their specialties. So please do yourself a favor. Get an attorney you can trust, an attorney who will explain things to you clearly and concisely. Get, a ter- get an attorney from Willis Spangler Starling. Yes, they'll offer you a free consultation. Yes, they'll be very frank with you up front about the cost of your um, procedure with them. And they do take many cases on a flat fee basis. So I highly urge you to take advantage of my relationship and my recommendation and endorsement, full endorsement, of Willis Spangler Starling online at willisattorneys.com. That's willisattorneys.com. Okay. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Olympics. And I have missed watching the Olympics. I have emotionally missed watching them because I have always loved watching the Olympics and I have many memories in my mind of the Olympics. And I love to watch uh, elite athletes compete and uh, triumph. And uh, this Olympics, some of it is the time change. Most of it is the fact that I don't feel like many of the Olympians who are publicized both in advance of the games and at the games share my values, uh, my moral values and my patriotic values. And so it was a joy yesterday to, after the fact, view Tamara Mensa Stock, a wrestler who won the uh, heavyweight division of the women's wrestling gold medal, and her unbridled joy over not just winning the gold medal, but pushing herself to her limits and being a role model and realizing what a blessing it is to have been born in the United States of America. Um, She said after winning her gold medal of other young women seeing her, and Tamara Mensah-Stock is uh, the first black woman from America to win a gold medal in wrestling at the Olympics. She said, these young women are going to see themselves in a number of ways, and they're going to look up there and go, I can do that. I can see myself. Tamara Mensah-Stocks was bullied in high school. Um, She took up wrestling because of that to work out her aggression, to, I presume, learn how to defend herself, whatever. Uh, When she was wrestling in high school, her father died in a car accident driving home from one of her meets. She pressed through that adversity and achieved her ultimate goal. She also said yesterday, I surprised myself. She was injured early in the, in the match for the gold medal and went on to win 4-1 to one anyway against a 10-time African champion in wrestling. She said after her victory, I surprised myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. I just leave it in his hands, and I pray that all the practice, the hell that my coaches put me through, pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there's no cap 
to the limit I can do. I'm excited to see what I have next. And then she was asked, how does it feel? As she was wrapping herself in the American flag. She said, how does it feel to win that gold medal representing the United States of America? She said, it feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I love living there. I love it. And I'm so happy I get to represent the USA. I love that. I mean, there's a theme through these Olympics among the Americans, many of the Americans, not all, who are doing well. And that theme is gratitude. And I've talked about gratitude before, but it's more than gratitude. It is also an acknowledgement of their athletic gifts coming from God. Caleb Dressel, the star of swimming, says he puts everything in God's hands. Um, Laura Palmer, a diver, said she competes to glorify Jesus Christ. Um, and then last night again, um, in what has been one of the highlights on the track so far, uh, 21-year-old Sydney McLaughlin won the 400-meter hurdles in world record time against uh, the silver medal winner and her rival, Dalila Muhammad of the United States of America. Sydney McLaughlin is 21. Dalila Muhammad is 31. Dalila Muhammad was the 2016 Olympic gold medalist. She and Sydney McLaughlin are rivals. They are also really good friends. They have no animosity between them. They um, are both Christians. Sydney McLaughlin um, has been very open with her faith and very open that she has been uh, flourishing over the past year since getting baptized. Um, and she was not a new Christian at that point in time, but she really rededicated her life to Christ at that time. She and Dalila Muhammad use the phrase that their competition with each other is iron sharpening iron. That is from the Bible. Um, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. In other words, people in the Bible, uh, people who have a faith in God, have a way of lifting each other up as we challenge each other, as we comfort each other, as we um, you know, raise each other's understanding of what God wants in our lives. That is iron sharpening iron. And Sidney McLaughlin and Dalila Muhammad voiced that. And NBC even used a graphic to talk about them being iron sharpening iron. They didn't give the biblical representation of it, of course. But Sidney McLaughlin, after her victory last night, said, all the glory goes to God. This season, just working with my new coach and my new support system, it's truly just faith and trusting the process. I couldn't ask for anything more, and truly it is all a gift from God. So um, on Instagram, Sidney uh, McLaughlin's bio says, Jesus saved me. I no longer run for self-recognition, but to reflect his perfect will that is already set in stone. I don't deserve anything, but by grace through faith, Jesus has given me everything. Re records come and go. The glory of God is eternal. Thank you, Father. And there are, I'm amazed how many stories from uh, American medalists are like this. Um a guy who won the gold medal in uh, skeet shooting, Vincent Hancock, his third skeet shooting gold medal. He won two gold medals, and then he went into a long slump, and he thought of giving up shooting. And he got married, and he said his wife 
helped him reconnect uh, with God. And he said, I realized after that that um, God was working through me, opening up my mind and saying, you know what? You have an opportunity to do something great here, and it's not just about winning medals. It's for me to have a platform to introduce people to Christ, to show people what he's capable of in us, and to set an example. Uh, Vincent Hancock only missed one skeet, 59 out of 60 he hit. And he reflected upon that, and he said, God has given me this amazing ability to do what I do. So I'm going to go out, and I'm going to take a hold of it. And I'm going to do it because it's more than just winning a gold. It's people I can impact in a positive direction on a daily basis through what I do that would otherwise have no input from a Christian source. You want to know what your mission is in life as a believer in Jesus Christ? (laughs) There it is. There it is, folks. I have talked before about all of us being given gifts, audiences, influence, capacity to raise others. And Vincent Hancock just eloquently, after winning the gold medal, put it all concisely and succinctly clear for all of us to focus on how to do that. His gift is skeet shooting. It's not mine. Probably one of my gifts is speaking. I'm very comfortable in front of a microphone. I can sit in an empty room and I can have a conversation with you that hopefully makes sense and has some, you know, linear trajectory to it. I love speaking in front of people. A lot of people are afraid of that. But that doesn't mean my gift's any better than anybody else's. My gift is just hopefully available to God to apply wherever he prompts me to apply it. Your gift may be compassion. Your gift may be listening. Your gift may be insight into solving problems. Your gift may be parenting. We all have a responsibility to be great parents. And we do that by using the direction of Scripture in our life, the counsel of people close to us, the example others set for us to learn from that, to make an impact with our children and uh, with our husbands and wives. You know, uh, if you're a wife, you have that opportunity to make that impact with your husband. Uh, If you're a man, you have that opportunity to make that impact with your wife. And I was reflecting upon that today as I sat down and spent some time in Proverbs 3 and 4. And I thought about what a blessing it is for me to be a husband and a father. And I reflected upon my life and realized that if I were to view the pleasant, enduring memories of my life as something that I could uh, store in a vault uh, or in a, you know, facility of some sort. Uh, Many of those treasured memories that I have are family-related. 
Um, family has been the one consistent, enduring joy of my life. And that makes sense, I think, for most of us, because the people who shower you with unconditional love and support, the people who rejoice in your achievements, the people who comfort you and care for you when you are hurting, um, the majority of those people are either blood relatives of yours or you love them and they love you like they are a family member. And conversely, much of the dysfunction and pain in the world today relates to family dysfunction. Um, I am a strong believer that much of our crime, poverty, drug, and other problems in this country are related to the escalating single parent rate in America. The lack of a present parent in the home, the lack of proper parenting by a husband and wife in the home, leads to all kinds of problems. Resentment over the absent parent not being there, uh, abandonment issues, just many, many things. Homes without fathers often are homes without discipline. Homes without mothers are homes without a nurturing, loving force. Um, the Bible has a great deal to say about the way God orders the family, um, about the role of husbands and wives, about the specific roles. Doesn't mean they can't intersect, doesn't mean they can't overlap, but in generalities, there are specific roles for husbands, discipline. There are specific roles for wives, nurturing. And the Bible also has much to say about God being the image of what? Our Heavenly Father. Um, Jesus talked all the time about the He and the Father are one. The Father in heaven, the Father this, the Father that. So that's the cool thing about the dysfunction and the um, malfunction of the earthly family is that God's presence in our life can be the uh, healing, restorative, provisional aspect in anyone's life that they lack from their earthly family. We all have the invitation to become members of the family of God. There is in our society today this insatiable, almost unquenchable urge for everyone to identify and belong to a community, right? We have this community and that community. I don't mean like, you know, some of you live in Gahanna and some of you live in Westerville. I mean the community of how often do you hear about you know, the LGBTQ community, 
the transgender community, the faith community. We are all looking to be part of a community. The ideal community is our own family. And yet there is a better community, even than our own family, and that is being part of the family of God. And if you spend any time at all in the book of Proverbs, you will find that there is much wisdom in there from Solomon through his inspiration by uh, God of family and as and of God as the head of our lives, of the wisdom of accepting his discipline, seeking his wisdom, and the penalties of ignoring that or rebelling against it. And so I'll leave you with this. If you are someone who is not and has not experienced that kind of love, acceptance, comfort, inspiration, and every other thing that the family can offer you, your earthly family can offer you, then someone has failed you. And I'm very sad about that. I'm very blessed. I had a very loving mom and a very loving dad and loving brothers, and I have brothers in Christ now at my church who I love like brothers. And um, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm very blessed. But I know there are people who aren't. Here's what I would say to you. Number one, that's not your fault. Satan causes a lot of pain, and Satan attacks the family. There are evil forces in our world today that are attacking the family. Black Lives Matter wants to blow up the typical family. Anybody whose enemy is the family is the enemy of God. But God always makes available to you membership in his family. In Matthew 12, Jesus makes a very clear statement about how to be a member of his family, how to have him as your brother, how to have God as your father. And he is with his disciples, and someone notes that Jesus' earthly mother and brother and sisters are outside, and Jesus says, Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So if you want to be part of the family of God, that's a pretty clear statement about how you can be that. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And if you want to know, well, what is God's will? It's not what you do. God's will is not concerned with whether I'm a broadcaster or a sports writer or a landscaper or a whatever. The will of God is how you do what you do. That you do it for his glory and according to the ways he lays out for you to do it. With love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, the fruits of the Spirit. You only have the Spirit if what? You accept Christ as your Savior. You're only forgiven for your sins if you what? Accept Jesus Christ's sacrifice at the cross for you. 
So all of these things are your path to being part of the one family that will never reject you, and that is the family of God. So that's what I have for you today in the faith portion of the podcast. We kind of went from sports into faith pretty seamlessly there as we were talking about the Olympics. I want to say that I'm very grateful for Vincent Hancock, for um, Tamara Mensah-Stock, for Laura Palmer, for Caleb Dressel, for Sidney McLaughlin, for Dalila Muhammad, for people who recognize the blessing of the talents that God has given them and who have restored my faith and enjoyment in the American Olympic experience. Because there are several Olympians, including the women's national soccer team, who uh, do not reflect that attitude of gratitude. And uh, that is sad because they are robbing themselves. When you compare the joy of a Sydney McLaughlin, a joy, the joy of a Tamara Mensa stock in winning a medal, to some of the medal winners who think that America is a terrible, evil, horrible, very bad place, there's a palpable difference. As there will always be in your life if you do not have the humility to reflect gratitude over the blessings God has showered upon you. So with that, um, I wish you a meaningful remainder of your week. I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Please review the podcast on iTunes. Please leave me a review so I know what you think of our content. And I, um, I wish for you the joy that is found only in a close, deep, personal, abiding, growing relationship with God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ.